You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. I'm speaking with Jack Estes. He's the publisher of Pleasure Boat Studio Books. Their latest book is Michael Blumenthal, Weinstock Among the Dine. Thank you for joining me, Jack. My pleasure. Jack, how long have you been publishing as Pleasure Boat Studio? Why did you start a publishing business in the midst of the biggest downturn in the publishing business in history? I didn't think I was going to be competing with any of the people who were being... um, uh, affected by such a downturn. I started this uh, business in 1996 and never really uh, thought that it was going to be very big. And, um, and it hasn't become very big for me. It's just, it's just a, uh, still a small business. Um, and uh, I did it because I had uh, always loved literature and I'd had a little experience working with a, a small independent press in Washington State. And uh, I had retired from teaching and thought, I'd like to do this, and and so I just uh, I just did it, and I figured I'd do it one book at a time. Um, one book would pay for the next one, and so on. Um, of course, that hasn't happened, but that was my initial plan. Uh, what press were you working with in Washington? I was working with a small cooperative press called Empty Bowl. It's out of Port Townsend, Washington. And, and well, what kind of fiction or uh, literature did they publish? They were always concerned about um, ecological... Um, works uh, primarily having to do with Pacific Rim issues. Um, they their their uh, probably best um, selling book, which is about to be reprinted, is called Working the Woods, Working the Sea, and it, it's poetry and prose, both fiction and nonfiction, um, about uh, about um, the environment and and what it's like to work outdoors. They were very um, heavily influenced by Gary Snyder and Philip Whalen and, and that whole school. Tell us a little bit about the very first book you decided to publish and what you had to go through to get the rights to publish it and how you went about actually getting it printed. The first book I published was a book that um, I had um, by an author that I had worked with in uh, empty bowl, and so this was his second book, and I knew him, and I had worked with him before, and so I just uh, uh, talked to him about it. He was um, interested, excited. Um, what was his name? It, his name was William Slaughter. Uh, he teaches at the University of North Florida, or used to teach at the University of North Florida in Jacksonville, and he's a poet, and um, this was a book that was called Politics of My Heart, and it was um, a book of poems about China. Uh, a somewhat political book, um, and it seemed to fit the the kind of thing that I was hoping I would do, um, I would end up doing, and and it was uh, it was kind of a learning process, and he went through it with me uh, um, because he was very understanding, and so you know I just uh, I found the the um, uh, the design I wanted and and the the printer I wanted and and kind of collected the money and, and went for it. Um, and actually, the, the main designer at that time was uh, a woman that I knew, so that helped a lot. Um, so that, that was kind of it. And I, it, was, it was sort of, I got this book, there was a book by um, 
oh, I forget his name now, but he was uh, he's kind of a well well known for um, self publishing and small presses, and he he wrote a, kind of a basic primer on on how to publish a book, and so I I bought that book, and I've actually referred to it several times ever since. It's been it's been a good one, I, I, but I forget the name of it. Um, his name was Dan something Dan Pointer P O Y N T E R. Dan Pointer. Well, yeah. how to publish books in in the small press? That sounds really interesting. Now, as you once you did this first book, you you had presumably you got a, a manuscript in computer form in a computer file, or did you get pages? Um, I I did nothing but uh, computer files. Uh, actually, this latest book that you referred to, Weinstock Among the Dying, is the first book that I. Have published that was not in a file um, because the author uh, published it. Uh, it. It's a reprint, and and he didn't have an electronic file of it, so I had to have it scanned in. But other than that, every other book I've I've done has been from electronic files. How do you select the books that you publish? I mean, do you take submit accept submissions? I I I do. Um, Submissions, and I, I read something from any submission that I get, and um, and I, I don't really encourage submissions because I have so many. It seems to me, without encouraging them, I, I still get a lot of them. And um, several of the books come from word of mouth. The people passing them on, they hear about my books, they hear about me, and they'll just uh, uh, they'll contact me about it. Um, I I. I'm also working, I'm again, full-time as a college professor, so I don't have a lot of time, um, spare time for this, and I'm putting out four or five books a year, so it's been, it keeps me very busy. And one of the problems that I have is, is the um, looking at submissions, because uh, I'm, I'm spending more time copy editing and, and marketing the books that I have, um, so it's difficult to, to really give submissions of a fair shot. It's, I'm disappointed about that. I wish I had more time and, and or could pay somebody else to do that or do some of the things, but I, I, I'm still so small that I can't do that. Could you maybe give me a description? As, how would you describe the kind of books you publish? I, I... Well, I, I now have, um, have three different imprints, um, and then I've also taken over the distribution of Empty Bowl, which is that press that I started working with, which went out of business and, and is now back into business. Um, so uh, there's a variety. The main books that I look for, I, I call it a literary press. That's what Pleasure Boat Studio um, started out as. And in that case, it's poetry and fiction um, that I that I like, first of all, and that seems to have some sort of... Um, I don't know, social, lasting social value. If it seems to me that it says something that that is um, that is worth saying and and important to to main, to actually put the effort in in the publishing of the book. The other two imprints, one of them um, came from a uh, uh, kind of a an experiment that I had a few years ago because I was basically going more and more into the red every month, every year and. This friend of mine uh, had uh, had a book that he wanted me to look at, and I looked at it and liked it. It was a mystery, and I published it under Pleasure Boat Studio, and it was nominated for an Edgar. And I thought, wow, people really liked 
read mysteries, and and so maybe I so maybe I should be doing that, and maybe that will keep me afloat. <clears throat> so I started publishing um, mysteries under another imprint, which is a new imprint, which was called Caravel Books, and I've done um, I've done two mysteries under Caravel, and I'm about to do a third, and those all have actually sold much better than any of the Pleasure Boat Studio, than most of the Pleasure Boat Studio books. Um, about that same time, I came across a uh, another book that that um, I liked very much, which was more of a sociological study, a, a biography of a black woman who um, had uh, suffered a great deal in the Deep South, and she struggled and survived, and uh, it was called Speak to the Mountain. And I liked it, but it didn't fit in the category of Pleasure Boat Studio, so I thought, well, okay, I'll start a nonfiction imprint also. So I did, and I called that one Equitas. Uh, so I have now these uh, these three imprints, um, and then and then this one, as I said, Pleasure Boat Studio has started up again. I mean, uh, Empty Bowl has started up again, although I have very little to do with it. It's being taken care of by the pub by a publisher in in Washington State. I just mostly uh, help him and help distribute the book. Could you talk about? Uh distributing your books you, you claim that you do so and and, and I, I get emails from you I where how do we see them in bookstores well my books if they go to bookstores um, you're not likely to find them because they'll get stuck in the stack someplace uh, spying out and unless you're looking for it you probably won't see it and and um, you know so bookstore sales uh, aren't very good for me unless I have a bookstore owner who likes the book and wants to push it. So I belong to a, a group called um, BookSense, where when I get a new book out, I send it out to uh, an announcement out to all the BookSense bookstores, and I offer them a copy of it if they, uh, and so hope with the idea that they will, uh, that a bookstore a buyer will um, look at the book and will um will be interested enough to purchase some and, and then put it in, in a place where people can read it. I always send my books to Barnes & Noble, dot, uh, Barnes and Noble um, uh, distribution, and, they, and sometimes they buy 50 copies or 100 copies, and then they uh, spread those around. Um, quite frequently, I get half of them back. Um, uh, I send out these, these um, email um, lists, you know, uh, what do you call it? Just broad emailing to to people like you, and and I get some responses that way. Um, I have the closest thing I have to a distributor is called Small Press Distribution. It's at Berkeley, and they do a really nice job for me. They they put me in their catalog and they um, you know, represent me, and I I get a lot of sales through small through uh, SPD. I also work with Ingram Book Company and Baker and Taylor. Baker and Taylor um, will uh, be the main place where libraries, it seems to me, libraries buy through Baker and Taylor primarily. Um, but there are other bookstores. I, the main thing for me, to tell you the truth, a small press like me, we live and die on on bloggers, on reviews, on word of mouth, and. If I sell a thousand copies of a book, uh, then I'm in Fast City, and uh, you know, I, of course, I want to sell more than that. 
and, and in several cases I have, but um, but my my goal is to sell a thousand copies of every book. How do it's you? Not big, it's not big time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned you're a professor. Uh, what do you teach, and where do you teach? I teach sociology at Borough of Manhattan Community College in in New York. How does that influence uh, what you do? Do you talk to your students about your publishing work? Do do they do the subjects that they're interested in influence you in what you choose to publish? Um, only my interest in sociology. Uh, I'm sure that influences me. But I um, I think if I got a, a book that connected somehow with what I see among my students. I'd be interested in it, but other than that, I don't really. Um, I mean, I do. I, I when I introduce myself, I tell my students about my press, uh, but that's a, that's about as far as it goes. Sometimes a student will come into my office and want to talk to me a little bit about publishing, but but for the most part, uh, I keep I keep the those two uh, aspects of my life separate. Um, on the other hand, I did publish uh, a translation of a novel uh, by two of my colleagues here um, at, at Burrow-Manhattan Community College. So in that way, uh, you know, my, my, role, my two roles uh, kind of converge. Could you talk a little bit about, uh, do, you, do, you pub, do you participate in conventions or in uh, conferences and in uh, literary events that that uh, help you promote your books or where you find new input? <clears throat> the truth is that every time I've done that, I, I haven't really found it to be too valuable for me. It's uh, it's usually cost me much more than than it brings in. Um, so I kind of avoid those for the most part. I try to have my book represented either by SPD or by uh, some other means at um, some of the main book shows, especially the international shows where they are, are looking for international sales. I have a company here called Books Crossing Borders, which represents me in international sales, and so that's uh, that's that saves me that kind of uh, um, problem. I don't usually participate in those. In, in I mean, I've, I've done it before, but it just seems to me that it hasn't been very. Uh, Worthwhile either for t- my time or my money or my energy or, or anything like that. I am a member of this thing called the uh, CLMP, uh, Council for Literary Magazines and Presses, and also um, um, Publishers Marketing Association PMA. And I try to go to the PMA workshops um, every as, as often as I can. And the CLMP um, is located here in New York. PMA is located in California, but CLMP is here in New York, and they occasionally have workshops that I'll attend um, that seem to be quite helpful. Uh, especially, we've had a couple of workshops that they've organized where, where we've gone in with big presses, and and there have been about uh, about a dozen small presses sitting around a table with uh, with four or five representatives of uh, Little Brown, um, or uh, I forget who the other one was, but um, those, were, those were valuable sessions. We, I, I learned a lot about, um, from those. Uh, tell me a little bit about the books you've been publishing or planning on publishing this year. We've got Michael Blumenthal, Weinstock Among the Dying. This is a 1994 title. Why reissue it here in 2008? 
Well, I've done a couple of other books by Michael and um, books of poems that I've reissued, and they've done very well. He was published in the 80s in uh, these two books of poems, and they went out of print, and he asked me if I wanted to redo them. I published an original book by Michael back, it was like, I think the third or fourth book I published. It was nonfiction um, <laughs> about uh, Central Europe, mostly Hungary, and it has continued to sell pretty well. Uh, and, then, and then I did those two books of poems, and they have sold well. And so he talked to me one day about about this book. And this particular book uh, has an interesting history because it, it won all sorts of awards and, and terrific reviews, but it was only released in hardback, and then the publisher went out of business. So Who was the publisher never, at the time? The publisher was called Zoland, Z-O-L-A-N-D. It was out of Cambridge. Um, and I read the book when it was first published because I had that was when I first got to know Michael and and I liked it very much. I thought it was it was funny and clever and kind of iconoclastic. It did such an attack on Harvard that, that it was almost irresistible uh, <laughs> for me. And and so um, I just decided I'd give it a try. And, and I'm doing it uh, as I said. I had it scanned in. It's the first time I've done that. And so I've done a few new things with it, but. Um, already just from that first uh, email blast that I sent out the other day, it's received. I've received several responses, positive responses, and lots of orders for the book. So I think it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to be a good, uh, a, a good book for me. What else do you have coming out this year? Well, um, another book that's just about ready to come out is a, a collection of short stories by a New York author. His name is Lewis Phillips. So he's he's widely published um, in small presses, uh, in not only in fiction but poetry and also drama. He's published lots of um, plays and had several plays performed. Um, this book is called The Woman Who Wrote King Lear and Other Stories. And and I had asked him. I did some of his stories, and I had asked him um, for his quirkiest kind of most unusual, most imaginative stories, and and he really uh, he really gave them to me. They're 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 wild. I mean, I I think of them in in uh, in the same respect of somebody like Bar um, uh, John Barth or um, uh, Bartholomew. Uh, I mean, I think that he he has an imagination and a way of viewing the world that is uh, that is just really remarkable. He, one of his stories is called um, Lee Harvey Oswald's Can Opener, for example, and uh, which is another one has uh, Thomas Hardy's Heart, uh, the cat who ate Thomas Hardy's heart. Uh, they're just they're just very strange way of looking at at life, and so that should be out in the next uh, month or so. Um, I have a uh, a chapbook of poems uh, by a by a gay. Um, Author, lesbian author named Zedrin Bede, um, which should be out in the next month or so. I have a, a mystery which won the Swedish um, Best Mystery of the Year in 2005 by a Swedish author named Inger Fremonsen. Um, and I had published her, her a previous book by her last year, also a mystery that, that won Best Mystery of the Year in Sweden. So um, those are the next three books. Oh, and then the, my fourth book coming out, which will be out probably in June, is called Listening to the Rhino. And um, it's going to be a, a nonfiction book. It's a Jungian um, study of contemporary society. 
and I'm excited about that book as well. So it's kind of a, a variety uh, from poetry, short fiction, novels, um, mystery, and nonfiction. <laughs> that's like the next six months. That, that's a that's a wild mix, and it sounds really fascinating. It is fascinating. It's, it's one of the problems that I have, to tell you the truth, with this press. And one of the problems, you know, everybody, everybody who talks about a small press says you really need to find a niche and stick with it. You know, do do all you know um, cookbooks having to do with uh, tofu, or you know, if you just stay with with one theme, you you'll do well. And I've just never, I just never been able to do that. So. Um, so that's why they're all all over the board. But but I'm I'm enjoying it, and I I love working with the authors, and I and it really feels good to have when a book comes out. It just there's something about it, and it's uh, it's really satisfying. Um, and I it's even more satisfying um, when the book sells, actually. But it's, but it's nice. We've been speaking with Jack Estes. He's the publisher of Pleasure Boat Studio Press. Thank you for joining me, Jack. It's my pleasure. Thanks very much. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.